Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So we'll get to that uh, Kirby Smart pregame speech uh, as soon as we get all of the bleeps. There are apparently some bleeps that we missed out well, on. Well, when you hear it, you'll notice there's probably 50. It's a freight train yeah. of bleeps. Oh, is it good? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is All right, why. So this is uh, this is why they won sixty-five to seven, right immediately before the national championship game. This was Kirby Smart's speech to his Georgia Bulldogs team. Trust your brother. Your ass is prepared for this. For three hundred sixty-five days, I think about this. That locker room. Think about getting our opportunity. All of us went through this week. We can get ready for this game. Now is when you pay the price. You go out there. Oh, wait a minute. I think we might have. Yeah, I think we. I think we tried to. Yeah. Oh, did you play it at the same time Jorge played it? Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to play it. Oh, you're supposed to play it. Why go ahead. Why is it here if you're supposed to play it? All right, go ahead and play it, Jorge. Hit it from the beginning. Trust your brother. Your ass is prepared for this. For 365 days, I think about the that locker room. Think about getting our opportunity. All went through this week to get ready for this game. Now is when you pay the price. You go out there with energy, enthusiasm. Hey, guys, ain't nobody in this room should be cautious. Ain't nobody in this room should be nervous about. Go out here and their ass up. Don't think about scoreboard. Don't think about. You think about knocking. Did you hear what Box said on Monday? When I sat in that meeting, I wanted to go play right then. Throw your shit out here. Two years ago, your shit up. Brian Joy, tell me you these guys up. You're going to play the right way. You play the right way. You knock their ass off. You stay off the ground. You tackle the man with the ball. It's easy. Look at the right. Punish their ass on all. Kick their ass on these guys. It's about who the we are. I believe in you. Let's go. Twenty-three bleeps. That's impressive. Uh, but didn't you want to go out and hit somebody after you heard it? Sure. My my question is this: like, that's the national championship speech, right? Do you have to moderate yourself and say, like, for the for the, for the ESPN LA pickleball tournament? No, no. Do you have to? <laughs> do you have to like say? Uh, all right, so it's early in the season. Mm-hmm. Do you swear less, and then as the season goes along, you swear more? How does that work? I think so. I think you unload your full list of expletives at the end of the season. You know, if you're playing Bowling Green, there's not a lot of reason to unload hey, 20, hey, hey, 23 hey, hey. bleeps. Mom, See, I would hope that he didn't curse at all, all year long, and then just went off cursing right before that game. You don't think he cursed before the Alabama game? No, I don't think he cursed before the Alabama game. I, that's what I want to believe, at least. I just he, actually he believe the very last game. He may just be a guy that curses. And, uh, but then does he lot. lose luster? Yeah, I, here's the thing. I don't know. There are certain people that are just, that that's their makeup. Bad Bad words. Curse words, swearing, is a way to emphasize things, right? So I, that's why I swear. I, I've become much more selective about my use of F-bombs. I choose. The, I use them in certain circumstances to make a point, but I don't Do use them you still use them, use them on sense. TV? Don't use them on TV yeah. anymore. Mm. Although if Giselle Fernandez ever had me on L.A. Stories... No, I would. I would not. I'd be completely respectful. I think you can swear on on Channel One. Channel One. I don't think that they're. You're missing out on the whole Channel One. Thing. Yeah, I don't. Well, Alex now Cohen, I, I don't. Do Giselle I need Direct TV anymore? Calvin Washington. No, you. Don't. I, I I might have it soon. Yeah. I just. I'm trying to decide whether or not to hang on Direct TV. Although yesterday, in the response to the conversation we were having, everybody says Direct TV Stream mm-hmm. is the cheapest way to get all the shows we watch and get the Dodgers and the Lakers. You could do it all for under a hundred bucks. Oh, nice. Okay, so that's something to look into. Um, by the way, I put out my first tweet in a while. Uh, what is the greatest city you've ever been in? Mm-hmm. Just out of curiosity, I got uh, Tokyo. I got San Giamagino, Italy. I'm not sure if that's a place. Oaxaca City. Where's Oaxaca City? I don't think you're pronouncing that correctly. O a x a c a. 
How does Oaxaca. He... Oaxaca. 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 Yeah. Uh, London, St. Petersburg, Russia, which I always said. Florence, not to be confused with St. Petersburg, Florida, where my grandparents used to live. Exactly. That's not one of America's greatest cities. Uh, Florence, Italy, which is great. I've been there. Uh, Portland, Oregon. Been there a lot. Uh, San Francisco, Paris, New Wait, York. Wait, someone St. answered Petersburg. the question, the greatest city you've ever been to is Portland? Yeah, that, that person needs to get around more. That is weird. Yeah, I mean, and then one other. Weird seriously, one. I'd rather go to Torrance <laughs> than go to Portland. Dong Duchian, South Korea. Have you been? You went to Seoul to do the Olympics? I did not didn't you? do. You I didn't did not do those go ones? to Seoul games. I did them uh, remotely. Uh, those are some. All right. By so, the way, Mace, you need to change your uh, your bio on Twitter. Why? What's it say? It says Mason Ireland on ESPN Radio, Lakers, Rams, Dodgers, Trojans, host of the Culture Pop podcast, dad for two dogs, Sophie and Fredo. Oh, oh, you got to update. You got to. You got to get Ron in I there. I do. I've got to get Ron the dog in there. Uh, hey, give me my board here so I can play this Seinfeld sound effect. Uh, Tim from Orange County says, "Of course, Mason picks Santorini. It's one of the most popular Instagram photo shoot spots for Instagram <laughs> models." Exactly. Oh, I'm sure. Mason thinks he's an Instagram yeah, model. I am an Instagram model. There you go. Although not according to some. Yesterday, I was talking about the fact. I mean, joking that I have very high T. That I have to actually take something Tets to lower my tea. Yeah. yeah, you you take the stuff that uh, Frank Thomas and Doug Flutie take. Exactly. Okay. So uh, this is a Shadano and Cap promo that I heard on my way to work today, and uh, they listen to what they say. Shadano and Cap for your afternoon drive on seven ten ESPN. Mason does not have. That's ideas. what he says. He says his T levels are through the roof. Mason <laughs> looks so frumpy right now. Oh like, boy. Why like, are you saying these things? His mother listens. Why do you say these things about this kid? He's because come he, after but he's you. the first one to admit he's not in good shape. So what am I saying that he doesn't say? It's a fun way to drive home. Okay. I think frumpy is a derogatory term. Yes, but answer his question. What is he saying that you haven't said? Well, I've never said I'm frumpy. Well, you said you've I, over, you said you're overweight. You my, said you've my been, weight is like a battle. Yeah, but frumpy is a rough word. Frumpy is like uh, if George wants to keep talking like that, you know, you could make one phone call, and <laughs> that would be, I can't do it. No, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> but, nobody knows what I'm no, talking about. No, nobody knows. Uh, but no, I did. Did were you? Seriously offended by that? I'm offended by everything Shadano says. Really? Oh, so I'm so. He is kind of angry offended. lately. He's angry. I don't know why he's so pissed off. Bergman, they must is... have a, they must have assigned him to like a a bad game like Orlando and uh, Atlanta. Or Bergman, something. why is Shadano mad at the world right now? I don't, I don't think he's mad at the world. I think he's mad at you. <laughs> why is he mad at me? Well, because you said you wanted to kick his ass. Oh, that's true. I said I wanted to drive him like a bag of rocks. Yeah, that's right. true. You did kind of start it. You went on a totally different show that was not our show or their show. Well, I was chipping in on the Travis sure. and Sliwa show. And when they said, who do you want to beat up? And you was like, I want to beat up Sedano. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of like me. I got, you know, I've got retribution coming from Sliwa. Right. Sedano's been waiting for the right to get you back. I mean, how um, much different is that than me going on the other on their show and saying something negative about you? You well, want a totally terrible. different show. That's terrible. That's You're terrible. part of our show unit. Yeah, but you don't you, talk bad about the. This is the family. You don't talk bad don't about, talk the, about family the family. Another show. The family. That's the I difference. Didn't. I had your back. Right I know. There. My mom, who heard uh, uh, me get leveled by uh, Sedano and Cap. Uh, said afterwards she was so upset, but she said, Greg stuck up for you. I there did. you go. That's what I'm talking about. Every you, word of it. You made the good list on that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, John, I uh, was endlessly frustrated. Uh, first of all, let's just say this. The Trojans went from 4-8 and eight to 12-3. and three. Yeah. One year, bam. Tremendous turnaround. Just add water. Boom. It's there. Their defense was... Awful. Just, just all. I mean, Rice scored on him. Right. I mean, everybody scored. I fifty points. You U- know, the Utah, UCLA, UCLA, all yeah. these games. And today, it comes out that Lincoln Riley is bringing back this guy Alex Grinch, who was the defensive coordinator. Now, I said this this week. Uh, I said this last week. Uh, when Pete Carroll was at USC, he had Monty Kiffin as his defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Legendary, legendary defensive mind. Defensive guys wanted to play for Monty Kiffin. I I mentioned this before, but if you go to ESPN's top 300 for this year, kids coming into school, 
Only two of those kids out of 300 are defensive guys that have committed to USC. What is surprising to me is that if you study Lincoln Riley's history, not just what he did in one year at USC, but previously at Oklahoma, he's consistently had really bad defenses. It's just he doesn't spend a lot of time on that side of the ball. So the defensive coordinator for Lincoln Riley is a really important job because it's not his strong suit. Right. Offensively, you have no questions at all. They're going to score points, but they're giving up so much yardage and so many points why would you not consider a change at defensive coordinator the only thing i can think of is their friends well that's probably the main reason he doesn't want to fire his friend but every football coach i've ever known and you and i have crossed paths with a lot of them beats it over our head that the most important stat in a football game is turnovers and nothing else is even close that if you win the turnover battle, you win the game. I mean, it's like every coach I've ever had has right. has, has beat. USC led the country in turnover margin. And I think it was plus 22. 22. Yeah. Um, now, part of that is that Caleb Williams just doesn't throw interceptions. I think he threw four the whole year. Yeah, three, I think. But, yeah. well, I, in the bowl game, he threw a couple. But the um, – the, I, and, it, and there's no question they had a lot of turnovers. Right. And I'm sure they capitalized what on What other a ton reason of them. would you be keeping Alex Grinch? I think that's got to be it. That they realize, okay, we're number one in the country in turnover margin, which is what everybody's trying to be, but they don't tackle. Can yeah. we teach these kids how to tackle? And apparently he thinks Grinch can do it. Yeah. I mean, it's also. I understand your frustration. I, if I was Lincoln Riley, I would change the, the defensive coordinator. But that's the only thing. I, that, I mean, you're, you're asking for why would you not change him out? That, that's got to be it. That's got to be the only reason. They led the country in turnover margin, and everybody's trying to do that. So, I think the bigger reason is because they're friends. He's been his defensive coordinator for a long time. Was he, was he with him in he Oklahoma? He was with him in Oklahoma, yeah, where they, they didn't stop anybody. Right. It's like this, this movie plays out. When well, remember. They have one more year in the Pac-12, and then they're going to play Michigan and Ohio State every year. Yep. So you know they, you better be ready, or somebody's going to put seventy on you. Somebody's going to do what Georgia just did. Far be it for me to call for somebody's head, because that's, that's not who I am. But Alex Grinch has got to go. Well, let's give him a chance. Let's see if they come out now. If they come out next year and it's the same old song and dance. Yep. I don't know how Grinch lasts the year. But apparently he's going to give him one more chance. I mean, would they go twelve and three, eleven and three? Twelve and twelve and three. That's a great year. It's and, a great year. And so I think that that that's what they're hoping to build off of. All right, because uh, they really think about it. If Grinch could even get the defense to hold the other team to twenty-eight points, yeah, they'd win. They'd win because yeah. they score. They average like forty a game. What's that, Bergman? So Carlo came in here. Oh yeah, Carlo. Uh, stop Carlo Saisu. Yeah, stop banging on the table. Oh come on. Because you're shaking the, you're camera, shaking the camera, so whenever it's, it's making people on Ireland's are, camera, you know where that comes I mean, from, by the on way. YouTube, what Rush Limbaugh? Oh, he used to do Rush that? Limbaugh used to pound on the table all the time. Now, maybe the only time ever your name and Rush Limbaugh's would be in the same. Oh no! Sentence. As a broadcaster, I learned yeah. a lot from Rush Limbaugh. You know what I learned from him more than anything was the power of silence. He was wi- he was willing to allow a thought or an idea to breathe now i didn't like the thoughts and ideas but he allowed them (laughs) to breathe so i thought that was an interesting part of his legend as a broadcaster he was state-of-the-art all right so tomorrow john what's my what's one of my new year's resolutions it's to hang out with listeners more okay so uh next thursday night i'm going to be taking i think two pair two different listeners plus guest to see a hockey game at Crypto.com Arena. Okay. And we're going to do that tomorrow and Friday with Lie of the Day, the return of Lie of the Day. So if you want to join me and Bergman at a hockey game at Crypto.com Arena next Thursday, make sure you're listening tomorrow and Friday here on 710 ESPN. Nice job. All right. Bang the desk. And by the way, I think I think SC was 11-3 because they lost the bowl game to go 12. To go. Okay, yeah, got it, 11. got it. All right, uh, coming up next for you, I've got the answer to this question. And then Ireland starts pounding the table. You guys will just start shaking everywhere. Yeah. People are going to think there's an earthquake. So uh, I've got an interesting tidbit from Dave McMenamin about whether or not the Lakers will make a trade now. Okay. That's coming up next. Mason and Ireland, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. 
Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right, so a little Lakers stuff floating around out there. This is what uh, Dave <laughs> McMenamin. You know what that is? Oh, Rush Limbaugh? Yeah. Yeah. Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, yeah. Everybody on YouTube very upset at the table pounding. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all they're all in there. Mason keeps slamming the desk and it shakes Ireland's camera. Oh, good. Yeah. Does that shake my camera? That I don't probably know. shakes. Mine. It'll it'll shake Mason's camera. Yeah, shake because you guys alternate. are crossed alternate. camera. Oh yeah, I see it shaking now. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll try not to. So uh, first of all, update on Anthony Davis. This is Dave McMenamin. Uh, Zach Lowe said a couple of uh, they're talking about Anthony Davis when he comes back Zach Lowe and this is on the Zach Lowe podcast uh, he says a couple of weeks I don't want to misconstrue what you said today is January 10th a couple of weeks would be the 24th which like which is like six or seven games is that too optimistic what are we actually talking about here this is what and who's and who's he talking to uh, Dave McMenamin okay Here's what McMenamin said. No, by my understanding, that's within the range, meaning two weeks. Right. Uh, that's on the table so long as the ramp-up process does not contain any setbacks, and we don't know of any yet. But the thought would be that if he continues to check off the boxes that they have in place for him to uh, return to play, that this ramp-up process wouldn't be more than a week and a half or two weeks. So McMenamin's saying... A week and a half or two weeks to get Anthony Davis back. Here's the here's the issue. If you and and I know you're gonna we're gonna talk about whether or not they're gonna make a trade. Yeah. I think they can get into the playoffs if they get to five hundred. Right now they're three games below it. Okay. At five hundred, I think they're definitely a playoff team. So but all right, so I'll just look these are the games coming up. Okay. Tomorrow night, Dallas. Is that a win or a loss? They've played once on Christmas, Dallas won. LeBron's going to play, we assume. I think. Uh, probably Dallas. Okay. Philadelphia, who's 13-3. And Embiid just came back. Yep. On Sunday. Mm, probably Philly. Okay. Um, so now we're five games five below. Five games under, yeah. Houston, Monday on Martin Luther King Day. That's a win. Okay. Sacramento, two nights later here. That's a, certainly a winnable game here. Okay. Memphis, two nights after that. That's a loss. Um, Memphis, really good. At Portland. That's a win. Uh, Clippers. God, I hope they beat them. Uh, okay, finally. so but what we're talking about is probably a stretch of games where they're going to be around 500 and they need to make up some games. Yes, they do. So I would like to see them make a trade. I don't know if they can do it, but I would like to see them try and get some help because I think they need to get a little bit better. So Zach Lowe asked Dave, how close were the Lakers before the season on the Indiana deal for uh, Buddy Heald and miles turner this is what mcmenamin says i've heard different scenarios involved i heard that there was someone within the lakers organization that fully believed that when they went on a short break before the season got going that they'd return from the break and that these two players would be on the lakers i've also heard that the pacers had reluctance to ever making that deal a reality because where the pacers ownership are at this stage of their life it's more important just to see a competitive team than just to plan and grab assets for a future championship run so it sounds like that deal was dicey according to some people thought it would get done the pacers maybe weren't willing to to do it i was told i have some friends that work closely with the pacers yes and i was told now 
you know, I'm hearing this like third sure. or fourth hand, right, so right, who knows right. what's true. And it sounds like Dave's hearing the same thing. I was told that Indiana was insisting on both picks unprotected. Oh, God, no. And that's why the deal got... Yeah, and matter of fact, that I, I heard when they were talking to the GM that they were going to do it for one pick yep. with protections, and the owner got involved in Indiana. And that's what he's saying, and, the owners. And blew the whole thing up. Yeah. Said, if we're going to do a deal with them, I want both picks unprotected. Because they're brand new to ownership, apparently. The, right. Did the team get sold? No. Herb Simon owns them. Um, but the ownership didn't want to send the message that we're just... Yeah, and they're actually out. they've been better than people Far think, and they've better. got some good young players. And then and Ben Matherin is a candidate for Rookie of the Year, and they got that other kid from Gonzaga that beat us on that last second shot. Um, Although Rookie of the Year is probably Pablo Bencaro, probably right? yeah, maybe uh, Keegan Murray yeah. in, in Sacramento, yeah. but Matherin's there too. I mean, those are the three best rookies I've seen. And Bancaro played terrible in the in the game against the Lakers, where I saw him. But but Matherin is has been really really good. Yeah. And um, and and I think that they've been Indiana's been a little better than everybody thought they'd be. Uh, will they make a trade now? Here's what Dave says. I think there is an organizational belief that they want to find the right deal or deals to make the team more competitive in terms of a championship group sometime, either into February or sometime from July until September. And that's a commitment to having LeBron James where he is at this stage of his career, having the commitment of him resigning this past summer, blah, blah, blah. Um, and something that presents itself between now and February. I would not be surprised if the Lakers move and parted with a pick, but that doesn't mean they would move both picks. I'm hearing the same thing. I think that they want to have, you know, if it, if they don't get blown away, I don't think they're in a big hurry to make a deal. But if they could get a guy like um, Boyan Bogdanovich for one pick with protections, why not? Yeah, you yeah. Know, go ahead and do it. Here is uh, what he says specifically about the Bogdanovich deal. Uh they're asking too much. They both want first-round picks. Oh, this is about Eric Gordon or Bogdanovich. They both want first-round picks for guys over 30. Uh, they may be willing to wait until summer since Boyan and Gordon are under contract. So, again, if they're demanding a first-round pick, an unprotected first-round pick. And they are, from what I hear. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Uh, probably not happening. That's a difficult thing. I mean, you're tinkering around the margins right now. You're you're close to being a playoff team, but you're not close to winning a championship. You're kind of in no-man's land. Yeah, I actually think they can compete for a championship if everybody gets healthy, but that's such a big if. It like, is look at if. right now how many people are hurt. Not just LeBron and AD. But Austin Reeves, Troy Brown, Lonnie Walker, Patrick Beverly, all hurt. Um, I think if you can get everybody healthy, you could probably make a run with LeBron and AD. But, I mean, I I've, I can't remember the last time the Lakers were 100% healthy. No, no. Well, during that run when Anthony Davis was tearing it up, were they not 100% healthy? Um, I can't remember. When it, he was going for 30 and he was going for were, 40. Were and, Lonnie Walker and Troy Brown and all those guys still playing? I can't remember. They, I think they were, but it wasn't LeBron out for a little bit of that. Yeah, LeBron's. LeBron well, the reason everybody asks me all the time, what? When do you think LeBron's going to break the scoring record? Because people want to buy tickets and go see it. And I said it's directly related to how many games he plays. You know, he, if he if he keeps taking games off every once in a while, then you know you can't zero it in. If he plays every game, people have circled Milwaukee when Milwaukee plays here. Yep. As a possible date, but if he skips two or three games before then, then it it drags out. There's somebody on YouTube right now named Tribe who says Mason needs life. And then... Needs a life? Needs a life. And then uh, it is... Uh, Tribe, why are you here watching him then? <laughs> right? Isn't that a fair question? Yes, if he needs yeah. a life. Like if you're on What type our... of life are you living that you're home watching him on a screen? Right, you're home, home watching me on YouTube and bitching about me. That's basically what's going on. He's in the can watching you. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. right. With his laptop. Uh, you know, I wanted to, it's, uh, John, somebody you know, uh, their birthday today. Hmm. It is Kyle Richards' 53rd birthday. Really? Now She's only 53? Here's the thing. She's on Real Housewives of wherever. Beverly Hills. They're having fights over whatever. Yep. 
They're pre-scripted. She's by one of the, the producers. More, by the way, she's one of the more attractive housewives. Okay. Here's my here's my question. What you always say social media is a cesspool. It is. Real housewives is a cesspool. Mm-hmm. It is an absolute cesspool. Right. It has taught people to act in ridiculous ways mm-hmm. where now it's okay to scream at your best friend in public or to pull Yank her the weave table. off yeah. or whatever the hell's going on on yeah. there. Why, why do you not see Real Housewives as poison? Because it is. How dare you? It's poison. How dare you attack the Real Housewives? The Real Housewives is harmless fun. As long as I'm not one of them yeah. and I don't have to be with one of them. It, it it makes you feel better about yourself because it's train wreck TV. Now, does one watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Yes. That's the one you really need to start watching. He because watches all of them. No matter how, like you. how bad you're feeling about yourself yeah. and, and Sedano and others calling you frumpy. If you watch you, if you watch one episode of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, you will immediately feel better about yourself because you will say, what in the world is wrong with these women? One of them just got sentenced to six years in prison. Oh, wow. So I guess she's off the show. <laughs> I guess she's done. Yeah, she w- she's married to a, one of the assistant coaches at Utah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, but, but she's going to jail for six and a half years, so there's an opening. On the Real Housewives, and my favorite one of the Real Housewives of Utah. <laughs> yeah, I knew, I knew this would set you off. On is the road, Whitney, yeah. because Whitney is tall, leggy, blonde, ex-Mormon. Yep. Used to be very into the Mormon Church, but then she had an affair and left her husband for another guy, so the church kicked her out. So why do you think this is putting good into the world? Uh, because it makes me feel better about me. <laughs> <laughs> and I will. It, it can do the same for you. Don't you think? Why so? do you think Juan watches? Because uh, he likes all the drama and screaming and all that. That's stuff. that's right. He does. God bless you, Juan. Yeah, right there with you. I just think no good comes from it. Yeah, it does. No good comes from it. It 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 makes it. It's no matter how bad of a day you're having, you're not going to prison for six years. That's true. That's true. You're not getting somebody throwing a martini glass at your head. You don't have a stripper pole in your living room. Do all these things happen on that show? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. God. What channel? I'm just laying that <laughs> yeah, What channel? What channel? Jorge, you'll find that when you ask me that question, almost 80% of the time the answer will be bravo. You know I'm hooked on Hallmark right now? I'm too. Because really? You guys, yeah. yeah, it's the greatest. We watched this cheesy movie, what, two nights ago? Wait, yeah. Now, let me, let me guess. Girl in the beginning, really cute girl. Has trouble with her old boyfriend who turns out to be a jerk, but then she meets a guy twice as good looking and ends up happily ever after. Yeah, but they dated before, so they had history. Of course. So oh, So yeah. she stays with the one at yeah. home. Yeah. She'll go oh, back. Actually, you know, they, they I always got a go, little happy tear in my eye. Yeah, they always go story. back to the one they have history with. Yeah. Exactly. You know, because it was the- It didn't work. And it was their working. one true love. Yes. yes. And somehow they uh, end up getting married on, on the Hallmark Channel- and spend the rest of their lives together without ever sleeping together first. It's the only universe in the world where you don't test drive. (laughs) (laughs) Think about it. Yeah, no, it's true. Would you ever marry somebody that you never slept with? No. 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 On Hallmark happens every week. (laughs) Every day. Never slept with, and and they still marry. And by the way, another prerequisite for Hallmark. One of the subplots has to involve either food or pets. Yes. That's the big thing on Hallmark. Food or pets? They're involved in some way, shape, or form. I like food and pets. There you go. Uh, by the way, I want to make a movie recommendation. I, I bet you none of you guys have seen this. It's on Netflix. It is unreal. Bardo. I've not seen Bardo yet, but that's the, I watched something on, that's my, the Inaratu. I watched something on the show, flight right? only that on Netflix that was good. What was it? Madoff. Oh, yeah. That's the documentary. Yeah, it's, six, it's, it, 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 it's worth watching. I got to watch that it. That dude, I'll tell you what. Scammer? Oh, and, and and for 30, 40 years, mm. he knew what he was doing and it didn't matter. Yeah. He was just taking money. It, it, this is how it works. He comes to you and he, and he recruited all these, you know, he, he, he did it through uh, the Jewish church right. and he did it through friends, family, friends of family. Uh, Here's what it is. Temple. Yeah. Temple. Thank you, Greg. So Greg would come to me and say, hey, uh, Madoff, you... I hear you're really good with money. Will you invest my money? And I say, yeah, sure. So Greg gives me $5 million. Right. And I just take and give it to you. That's and I all? Say, hey, Mace, you had, a good, you had a good week. You made $5 bucks. And I put it in your account. 
And you'd be like, oh, I'm sticking with this guy So forever. he's just shuffling money. Yeah, and then Jorge, and never... would, Jorge would come in and say, hey, man, I'm, I've, I've had trouble in the market. I heard you're, you're great in the market. And yeah. I'd say, yeah, yeah, give me your money. And then I'd just give that money to Greg. What a scam. And then- And, 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 it and would there's just, no way for anybody to and, figure it out. And, so, and, and he, they lay out exactly- How did they get them? They exactly how it, they, they pulled it out. I'm not to that oh, part okay, yet. okay, got it. But I- but, Yeah, uh, I'm curious how they actually figured- what, Like, what was the thing that got him? Yeah, and he did, a, he did a thing that kept it going for a long time. If you called him and asked him, just say, hey, this, what you're doing, you're investing, isn't making sense to me. I want, I want to pull my money out. Madoff would say, okay, I will give you your money. You can pull it out, but you're never welcome back here. You're out of our investment portfolio forever. So, so I'm just like, and so they would go. Well, you've made me so much money, exactly. So you are you are you in or are you out? And they say, okay, I'm in. And then he'd take care of them. Send them like Amanda gives me money. I'd send that to to you, and then and then put it in her it, account. Yeah, or your and, account, and he and was then, just he was just it was a big Ponzi scheme. He was yeah, just moving money crazy. around. Yeah, I want to watch that. It was crazy. I saw that was coming out. What's okay. the movie you saw? Okay. So, it's an Indian film. Okay. Uh, it's called RRR. In fact, last night you probably saw it. It won an award last night. I think it won Best Song. Okay. It is- What does RRR stand for? I can't tell you that. It says okay. it at the beginning. All right. It is wild and spectacular and crazy and astounding. What's the and elevator like nothing pitch? Nothing I've ever seen. Uh Two guys become friends and then go to war against the Brits. But I'm telling you, there are dance sequences. Okay. There are unbelievable battle sequences. Are any girls in bikinis or stuff blowing up? Oh, tons of stuff blowing up. All right, up. that checks the yeah. John Ireland prerequisites. If one of those boxes is checked, I'm in. Yeah, if you've never, if you haven't seen it, RRR on Netflix, I was absolutely blown away. All right, uh, By come- the way, one last thing for you, Mace. Yeah. When, uh, talking about being frumpy. A friend of mine texted in that was listening and said that frumpy means sexless and dowdy. Oh, screw Sedano. <laughs> <laughs> sexless and dowdy. I am a bobcat in the sack. <laughs> bobcat. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but see, you did fire the first shot here with Sedano. Oh, well, we've been doing this for years. I mean, he's fired shots. I've fired shots. I yeah, mean- but lately you said you wanted to drop him like a bag of rocks. Yeah. And he called me frumpy. Does that mean we're even? No, he's still going to be a jackass this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do we got coming up next? Bergman, what's coming up next? Uh, yeah, what have, tees have you prepared? I've prepared many a tees, and we have something about what you want to do something with the Dodgers. Oh, I yeah, thought we were doing that at we're 3 doing o'clock. That at 3 o'clock, our Dodgers stuff oh, at, we're 3 doing that at 3 okay, o'clock. Okay. I, I, I oh, I got it. some if you need it. Okay. Okay, okay. good. Uh, and then I want to tell a story about a great big grape nut. That's also coming up for you. So That'll keep the audience. Mason, Ireland, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Like I should. So, Ireland. Yeah. For some reason, you can now buy a box of cereal with a giant half-pound Fruit Loop, a single Fruit Loop. Interested? One... Fruit Loop. <laughs> one big fruit loop. I am not interested. Explain to me the marketing of that. Why would anyone buy one fruit, fruit loop. loop? So it's 1999. It's 930 calories. It's a bunch of artists in New York who invented this thing. Uh, and they've made it like something. Bergman, I was wondering about you. What about one giant 
grape nut. <laughs> you love I grape nuts. I actually had grape nuts for dinner. You would dinner, need a uh, hammer and a chisel to <laughs> be able to get through that. <laughs> That's the only way you would get it, right? But then, isn't that the whole point of it? I can go get just a box that I'm going to break it off. I might as well just already have them broken. True, true. I, I think it's I think it's an interesting concept. I don't know if I would have one giant, uh, what's my, cinnamon toast crunch? One cinnamon toast giant crunch. cinnamon toast See, crunch. That I can understand. That would be delicious. You break that up. It's perfect. Yeah, you just put it in a big bowl. Yeah. Put some milk on it. Nice. And it just kind of like melts in there. Nice. Yeah. What did you have, Ireland? That was, that right. was all I got out of that. Um, I was okay. <laughs> I thought that more go grape a nuts. Better. Yeah. yeah, I was uh, I was stunned by this. So we all watch sports all the time. We watch Dodger games, Laker games, Ram games. You know, whatever, whatever's on. We're we're sports junkies. All yes. of us. So I think we we're all aware that the NFL is the eight hundred pound gorilla. People sure. love the NFL. Um, but this week Nielsen, the rating service issued a report so think about everything that's on tv okay so comedy drama politics is it only network stuff it doesn't no, include anything stuff? televised okay okay anything okay uh olympics right uh world cup world cup oh yeah even more okay. than the world cup yeah stay with me here okay i'm staying the nfl accounted for 82 of the 100 most watched U.S. TV broadcasts in 2022. Wow. That's everything, okay? Uh, 82 of the top 100. Other broadcast subject categories were able to break through, but not very much. College football had five of the top 100. Okay. Political programming, like, you know, the president gives a speech or something. Yeah. Finished with four. The World Cup with three, and college basketball with two of the top 100. Um, one-off events, such as the Thanksgiving Day Parade, the Kentucky Derby, the Winter Olympics, and the Academy Awards, also cracked the top 100. Wow. But the NFL had 82 of the, mo of the top 100, including, all right, number one, which was the Super Bowl. Yeah. Number two, three, four, five, six, a uh, presidential speech was seventh. Okay. Football was eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Wow. Another political show yep. was 24. Then football, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, college football championship game, 34. Wow. That's crazy. Football is so dominant in terms of what we consume in our culture that it's almost indescribable we could theoretically mm -hmm. come on every single day and just talk nfl right and talk nothing else and get ratings sure i mean that's how big 82 of the time, it broke the record by the way the previous record was 75 of right. the top 100 last year in 2022 82 of the top 100 football and if you look at this map you have to get to, with the exception of the two political shows. Yes. 34 was college football. Everything else was, of the first 33, mm -hmm. it was 31 NFL and two political shows. Then, Olympics cracks in at 36. Soccer World Cup checks in at 38. Then football goes on another run with like 10 more. In the top 50, football is 45 of the 50. NFL football, 45 of the 50. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. The stranglehold they have in this country. And it's another reason why. You ever notice that the NFL is the only sport that's on every broadcast network? Right. It's they on spread it CBS, out. NBC, ESPN. And, 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 they uh, smartly have everybody Fox, at the party. And now they have Amazon. Yep. And, and I think Amazon's going to continue to increase their hold on sports. And they're going to start doing things like the World Cup and the EPL and everything else. I think the NBA is probably going to be in Amazon in a couple of years. Yeah. I It just astounds me that 82 of the top 100, and these are all shows, like like TV shows. What about Law & Order SVU? No, no Breaking Bad, no Game of Thrones, What nothing. about Blue Bloods? Nope. No. NCIS. Matter of fact. Dick Wolf's F FBI. Yeah. Abbott Elementary. Nope. Oh boy, Abbott Elementary had a good night. Yeah, they did. I those are the only network shows I can name. 
uh, <laughs> I asked, I was with a group of people over the weekend. I said, do any of you people watch network shows? I was in Denver at a friend of mine's house. And uh, they they basically all said no. Here's here's the full breakdown. Okay. NFL 82. Yep. College football 5. Politics 4. World Cup 3. College basketball 2. And then Thanksgiving Day Parade, Kentucky Derby, Olympics, and the Academy Awards. That's it. The Academy Awards, which we generally consider to be like an 800-pound gorilla. No, that, it's not that, anymore. That people love to watch. Yeah. Number 77. I always feel like that's... I always feel like I'm the only one watching the Academy Awards. Um, well, for whatever reason, um, the Academy Awards and like last night's Golden Globes, everything else has become a political thing now. Like it, it breaks on political lines, but still, that's pretty good that the, it's the 77th ranked show in the country. Which is interesting because I don't recall politics from last night. Did anybody reference politics? No, but if you like watch Fox News or one of the conservative channels they they all make they'll fun of the They'll say it's about They'll all make fun of the award shows. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I make fun of them. But I love them. I totally dig them. I just I, think that Jared Carmichael went, was great he in was terms great. of where he was willing to go. Yeah. He, he just didn't care. There was some stuff there that there was some stuff there. All right, uh coming up next for you it is something. What's up, fool? There you go. <laughs> we'll get into what's up, fool, coming up next for you. And then at 3 o'clock, we're going to do some Dodgers. So make sure you're here for that. Mason, Ireland, 710 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Hori? Aren't we supposed to be playing that other open? We don't have one yet. I, I, we're having trouble figuring out. There you go. Yeah, get to that here, then I'll go back to this. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> this is the new things. music for What's Up, Fool? <laughs> yeah, this is running by Farside. Okay. Some a, a listener suggested it. I All right. Thanks, listener. Yeah. I think it's a good song. All right, so the first place that I wanted to go, because I have to get to a different page now. Mm-hmm. All right, so the, Carlos Correa. Well, all super smooth. Just very super smooth. Uh, that's what I do. <laughs> I'm very smooth in my delivery at all times. Uh, Carlos Correa has signed with the Twins on a six-year, $200 million contract. Now, he was originally with the Twins last year and then didn't want to re-sign with them. He went to the Mets. He went to the Giants. He's kind of been all over the place. And now he's back with the Twins. If you were a player on the Twins... Would you want Carlos Correa back? You're not. You're at least his third choice. Um, yeah, I would want him because last year he played for the Twins and he played well. I don't know if Carlos Correa is still going to be an effective player five years from now, but I think a six-year deal makes makes much more sense than a 10, 12, or, or 13-year year deal, deal for a guy. Yeah. He's got the same kind of thing going on that you do. He's got a bunch of screws and a plate. Yeah, in his lower leg. leg, something or other that uh, scared off the Giants and scared off the Mets. Um, I don't know if I'm a twin if I'm concerned that we were his third choice if we've got him. Um, he obviously came at a significant discount. Uh, but I, I no, I don't. I don't think I would be bothered if I was a Twins player that Carlos Correa chose our team third. I mean, you kind of give him crap for the whole year, right? Like, oh, welcome back. Well, he's getting actually more money per year with the Twins than he was going to get with the Giants or the Mets. He's getting thirty-three million a year with the Twins, and with the Giants, he was getting about twenty-five, and with the Mets, he's getting about twenty-seven. Yeah. So he's making a little more money up front. He's just not the link. He's only getting two hundred million instead of the three sixty. Right. So I just feel like it's one of those things where, like, I don't know. You've been you you bounced all the way around. You didn't want to be there. And now you kind of, after everything fell apart, you're like, all right, I guess I'll go back to the Twins. I don't know. I feel like a players would kind of be a little more upset with it than more so about what kind of much money. Uh, I would making. say more I, good players the better. Yeah, if I would, if I was a player, I'd be excited. I get to have Carlos Correa on my team. I, I'd be all about that, except except not for the Dodgers. There all you right. are, pounding the table. Yep. 
Pounding the table. That means time to move What's on. What's up, Foo? That's for sure. All right, so one of our listeners, uh, a guy named uh, Duvel Jameson, who you guys know. Yeah. Yeah, good tweeter. Yeah, yeah. He is a very good tweeter. And he asked a, he asked an interesting question yesterday. It was about, and now I should have had it ready to go. Yeah. You are a well-oiled machine today, to my do, friend. Right, so so he, he put out a tweet, and he didn't want to know why this is. He said, security at every level of the airport is insane until you get to the baggage claim. Then it's like, take whatever bag you want. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. Yeah. So why? I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. Yeah. I mean, it is true that I mean, I know you've got the little ticket and stuff. Yeah, but, but they never no, check them. They're never checking yeah. the tickets on your way out. You could take any bag that you want. It's a very good point, by and I don't know why that is. They care about obviously the bags going in because they search them and they do all that stuff. But at the same time, I mean, I'm not giving anybody ideas here, but you can walk in there and take any bag you want. Right. Nobody's checking. That's never happened to me. Have you ever had a bag stolen? Uh, I've lost bags. I don't know they could have been stolen or not, but I've lost bags when I've when I've traveled and yeah. never got them back. Oh, and I, I always get them back. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a while, but I always get them back. Sometimes you lose your bag and then they drop it off at your hotel afterwards. Like, that's a decent deal. But, uh, but you know, I've had bags completely disappear. Jorge, what about you? No, I've had bags damaged but not lost yeah yeah no duval makes a very good point um i think the airline especially on a day when they had a apparently a total systematic failure of the entire ffaa well it was basically just the people that the southwest computer system right it was one airline no that, this time it was everybody oh was it yeah no Yikes. this time it was everybody for a brief amount of time so i'm, I'm sure they're not focused on baggage security today but it's not a bad idea. They should do it. It's just funny how that all works. All right. What's up, fool? Okay, so Travis and Sleewa invited me to on the, on their uh, Ask Jorge. Instead yeah, of nice. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Yeah. So one of the questions was, did you uh, did you go on there and say you wanted to drop Sedano like a bag of rocks? <laughs> no, I did not. All right. But one of the questions was, if you're on death row, what is the final meal you want to have before you get executed? Yeah. My answer was a hot, spicy sandwich. That way, I'm burning and I'm not thinking about what's going to happen to me. Oh, I see. So what would your final meal be? Mine would be my favorite food, which is eggplant parmesan with a side of pasta. I love eggplant parmesan. Although a great New York strip, a great New York uh, strip is also an excellent choice. It's going to be the last thing I ever eat. That's it. Two words: banana split. <laughs> That's what I want. That's good. I'm it's going good out. I, I'm going out with a banana split if it's the last thing I'm ever going to eat. Why do I care about like True. nutritional value? That's what I'm Bergman, what are you eating? I'm I'm eating sushi. I love it so much. Prison sushi is delicious. Yeah, I was hey, going to say. I, well, you, you when I think of where you can get quality yeah, sushi, Death Row is yeah. one of the places that pops in. I'm going to die anyway. Who cares? Right. Here, can have some tuna. <laughs> I'm not getting Bad sushi in, in the clink anyway, though, so, you know, Sardines. I gotta better get it at the end. What's up, fool? All right, so uh, Smush Parker was in the league for a long time with the Lakers. Well, apparently now... Beloved he, Laker. The, yeah, very much beloved. And now he is a referee for something called the Basketball League, and he is trying to become a, a, a referee. Okay. So how do you think, especially John, how do you think a former player would do as a referee in the NBA? There are two on the referee roster right is now. Is that right, right now? Really? Yeah. Uh, one, Leon Wood played on the 84 Olympic team for Bobby Knight. Didn't went to Cal that. State Fullerton. And then uh, had a, a... And the other guy is a guy named Haywood Workman. Um, and they're both in the league and have been there. So it, it, it wouldn't be unprecedented if Smush Parker worked his way up. But it's hard. It's How hard. long does it take to get work your way up to become a Not as long as it used to. They're, they're trying to, diverse, to diversify. They're, there's more women and minorities. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. Um, so there's you could do it within five years. You could and you go, what, from college to... The where they get a lot of their refs is out of the G League. Oh, G League. You know, because okay. those are NBA rules and you know, the same bot Monty McCutcheon's the supervisor of officials right. okay. and it's the same guy. But if Smush is a is like grades they grade everything. Right. Like we had a game the other day. I, they called fifty fouls. Fifty. It took forever. That's and I'm like, stupid. this is bad officiating. Stupid. Last night Miami went forty for forty from the free throw line. And everybody wow. said, Wow, that's unbelievable. That's impressive. Yeah. But why well, were I they thought, at the why were they four? Yeah, that's what I Jimmy Butler had twenty three free throws. Yeah. I mean, come on. They so, won by one in that game. Right. By the way, forty three free throws and one by one. Um I, I I just it can happen. Smush could could do it, but he's gotta be a good ref. He's gotta like grade out well and to get to the top. The refing refing in the NBA is hard. It's a hard job. And everyone hates you. 
Like if you ask Stu or Michael, who's the best ref in the league? They go, none of them. They all stink. <laughs> you know, I, I actually think there's, there's, you like the refs. Yeah, because I when I was a sideline reporter for ten years, the first thing I did when I got to the game was I would go introduce myself to the refs, and that way. If there was a controversial call during the game, I could walk up to them and it wouldn't be the first time they'd be seeing me. Yeah. They know there wasn't some Yahoo just coming out of the stands. And I get to know a lot of those guys and, and they're there are some great officials in the league and it's a really hard thing to do. So if you know, like we need good officials. And and good officials, by the way, are not people that call every foul. They respect the flow of the game. Yep. And, and uh, in the last two minutes they don't call everything. Good. Yeah, I'm glad. Let the players the last decide. Last two minutes of stuff. an NBA game are so long. Forty-five minutes. Yeah. Do uh, you think you could actually ever be uh, here at Crypto and do a Laker game? Yeah. Well, if he gets anytime into the ro- he would say anything against the Lakers, people would yeah. boo the hell out of him. If he gets into the rotation, I don't think they they keep him out of Laker games. But like like Leon Wood played for the Sixers. He does Sixer games all the time. But it was was he a not very well liked Sixer? Well, they don't like anybody in Philadelphia. No, they true. booed yeah, Santa Claus. They booed Santa. Yeah. Booed Mike Schmidt. Yeah, yeah. they the only person that didn't get booed is Allen Iverson. Everybody else got yeah. the crap booed out of him. That's fair. What's up, fool? All right, so corporate Greg's Peloton uh, put this out to me oh, today. Nice. He said, "I have a what's up, fool suggestion." Okay. What non-sports-related superstition do you do? For example, Kim Kardashian always steps on a plane with her right foot and always touched her hair when hearing an ambulance. Jorge raised his hand. What do you got, Jorge? Yeah, I step in with my right foot first on an airplane. Always? Always. Really? Yeah. Like it's a thought process that you actually... You and Kim. Yeah. When I cover a baseball game, I got this from... I can't even remember who the manager is. might have been Lasorda. But I never, ever step on, on a foul line. Yeah, right. I always like walk over it and make a point of not step. I think it's bad luck to step on a foul line. If you watch me walk from, and I'm you guys are in the east parking garage, I'm in the west parking garage. If you watch me walk from the west parking garage to um, Starbucks in the morning, you would see that either I'm trying to step on every single crack or I'm trying not to step on any crack at all. But there are some weird ones. Like I have a friend that will only use even numbers on the I'm sound number on guy. the TV. I, I like, well, you know my house. Zero or five only. I've never lived in a five. house with an even yeah. numbered address. It's not very loud. Well, no, no, like it, it has to be like five, like 10, 10 15, oh, okay. 20, 25, yeah. 30. Oh, you have yeah. to be on, yeah. yeah. No, I have to have an odd number. Sometimes, usually 23. I like 23. That's my lucky why. number. Yeah. Yeah, that's my lucky number. Um, yeah, so, yeah, but I, I look like a doofus sometimes walking to the- I do that with my dog. You look frumpy? <laughs> Enough with the frumpy. Although we we did, Bergman, are you done or do you have one more? No, no, we're done. Okay, so we got a tweet from uh, Seiko Ajanian. Oh, God. No, you might be offended. Agree, no, you might agree with Seiko. Right. I'll, I'll leave it up to you. Okay. At ESPN Los Angeles, it may be time to reshuffle the lineup except for Mason and Ireland. The shows are getting a bit stagnant and boring. And... Why is Sedano so mad lately? <laughs> there you go. Why is he so angry? Why is he mad at the world? Seiko, or maybe it's Sako. What do you think, Greg? S-A-K-O. How do you pronounce it? Sako Adagi? Sako. Wasn't there a character in one of the Karate Kid movies named, no, Sato. S-A-T-O. Sato, yeah. Not Sako. Yeah, I remember that. But Sako, I don't know why Sedano is mad, and I actually like the lineup. I do, too. I think we got a good group. You can reshuffle it if you want. It's called... Put the podcast out of order. Yeah, yeah, true that, true that. yeah. Listen to Sedano Captain. Listen to Travis Lee. then listen to yeah, Mason. Put them in any order you want. Yeah, yeah, dude, just do. You can do that on the ESPN LA app if you want information on that. Google you know, it. it's one tap. Yeah, just one tap. Bam. You want to know how to get it? Google it. Google it. Exactly. That's my. That's my from now on, everything you want to know. Requires... You want to know who the Lakers are playing tomorrow night? Google. Google it. it. Exactly. Go to the web. Yeah. Go to the web. All right, uh, coming up next for you. What's up, fool? Are the Dodgers still the favorites in the National League West after everything that we've seen go down? Uh, We'll talk about that coming up next. Mason in Ireland, 710 ESPN.